sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. As moms begin to pump for when they go back to work or just to sneak out alone to get a haircut, it is important to know how long breast milk stays fresh and reusable. How long can you save breast milk and what are the best ways to store it? Can leftover milk be saved to use at another time? Today, I'm thrilled to introduce our expert, Michelle Million, an RN and International Board Certified Lactation Consultant in San Diego, California. Today, we are talking about breast milk storage and handling. This is The Boob Group, Episode 71. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined The Boob Group Club. Our members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly newsletter for a chance to win a membership. our club each month. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free app available in the Android and iTunes marketplaces. We also have a program called our Virtual Panelist. This is a great way for you to get involved if you're not able to be here as one of our panelists in the studio. Throughout the month, we're posting on Facebook and Twitter information about upcoming episodes and topics and also about our featured experts for these episodes. This is a great way for you to post your questions you'd like us to ask our experts, and we will do everything we can to incorporate them into our show. On our recording days, our producer, MJ Fisher, will be Facebooking and tweeting about our episodes as we are recording, which will allow you to engage in the conversation, learn some awesome tidbits about the topic even before the episode's been released. You can also post questions for our experts and share your experience with our audience. All you have to do is go to our Facebook page, which is The Boob Group, or to our Twitter account, which is our, I guess, our Twitter handle, um, which is the boob group, and use the hashtag the boob group VP. So that's for virtual panelists. And join in on the conversation. So MJ, how are we doing today? Are lots of people getting involved in our conversation? Yes, we have lot of moms that are interested in all of our topics today and um, sharing their stories, giving us tips on uh, certain things about breastfeeding. And it's just really nice to have a, a community of all these moms supporting each other and, and, um, and, you know, giving each other information that they might not know. So you can be a part of our show here without actually being in the studio. 
Such a fun thing to be working on. Love it. Well, thank you, MJ. Thank you. Um, so we are joined by three lovely panelists in this studio. Ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Stacy Spensley. I'm 30 years old, and I am a certified holistic health coach. And I have one son named Iver, who will be six months in a couple of days. Nice. Hi, I'm Marie Bishop. I'm 30 years old. I work as a sales coordinator for an insurance company. And I have one boy who's four years old and a little girl, Lydia, who's four months old. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Flandro. I'm 32 years old. I'm a research scientist, and I have one daughter. She's 13 months old. Wonderful. Thanks, ladies. Welcome to the show. <coughs> Sound familiar? <coughs> if your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little... I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So before we get started, we are going to talk about a news headline that just came out a couple weeks ago. And this is uh, from the Matt Walsh blog. And his title of his article is, We Must Stop These Crazed Half-Naked Psychopaths From Feeding Their Children in Front of Other People. And then the next sentence is, What the Hell is Wrong With Us? And so essentially, this wonderful man wrote um, an article in response to several different nursing and public harassment episodes that occurred all during World Breastfeeding Week. What is up with these people? <laughs> and so um, what he talks about is that, you know, us in the United States, we've made porn into a billion-dollar industry. We put sex into everything, fast food advertisements. We allow our kids, our daughters, to idolize teenage pop stars who dress like hookers. And um, this is all of his quote-unquote, by the way. These are not my words. But um, And then we suffer from a special brand of insanity called progressive puritanism, which essentially says, but we're, obs- we're totally obsessed with having women um, nursing in public and we just freak out about it and so he was just talking about how you know breastfeeding is not sexual and if you think it is you need to be put on a registry (laughs) Um, and not one like you register for when you are you know having a baby Um, he also talked about you know when he encounters breastfeeding women in public that not once did these women rip their shirts off and run through the crowd screaming, look at me, I'm breastfeeding. I mean, usually you don't even know what they're doing. And, you know, his third thing was, is really what is so offensive about breastfeeding? And, you know, a little bit of breast exposed, you see more at the beach. And um, really, it's just, it's a woman breastfeeding. It's feeding, feeding her baby. So she pretty much, he pretty much just says, people just grow up. So I loved this. I loved that it was written by a man. I have no idea if he has children or if he has a, you know, breastfeeding in his family. I don't know. But whatever, he just nailed it. And from my perspective, so I wanted to throw it out to our um, panelists in the studio as well. Um, I don't know if you've read this article, but, you know, how do you feel when 
when you hear someone talk about, you know, how normal breastfeeding is, and it's a man who's sharing this information, and, you know, would your partners kind of stand up the way that this man did? So, Stacey, what was your, you know, reaction to it? I did I did read it yesterday, I think, and, and I laughed, and I, I commented, my friend had shared it on Facebook, and my comment was, oh, I've been doing it wrong. I haven't been ripping my shirt off. That <laughs> must be why I never get attention, because, you know, I'm clearly not showing enough skin. So I thought, you know, that that was possibly, I think my only, my only kind of, comment is I was visiting my in-laws and my father-in-law once you know he was like oh did you want a blanket to you know cover up with and I was like I did it was early on and I was still you know trying to be kind of modest we weren't great at latching yet and and I finally I just said you know what Jim if it bothers you just don't look (laughs) and he didn't say anything again awesome awesome how about you Marie um, I really love that article, and it kind of reminds me of my husband and the way he, he's a huge breastfeeding supporter, and, you know, he he's the one who's, like, when we're out in public, he's, like, looking, he's, like, oh, that person's looking at you, that person's looking at you, I'm, like, <laughs> end? <laughs> but I, I think that article really hit the nail on the head. It's kind of indicative of our, like, victim-blaming culture that we have in the U.S., and so, I mean, my husband and I are both, like, you know what, let's, let's normalize it. We're not covering, we're not going to do that because... I don't know if anyone has ever experienced trying to cover a child that creates a bigger scene than just nursing them. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was, it was a funny take on it, and I really like that it kind of put it in a more lighthearted mode where there's some out there that are just, like, kind of take people the wrong way because it is such a, like, in-your-face, like, I, I'm kind of in-your-face about it, but I know a lot of people get offended when it's like, okay, this woman's nursing, just deal it, deal with it, where it's kind of like gives more of a lighthearted approach that kind of, I think, can get people thinking a little bit more. Yeah. And even women who aren't necessarily breastfeeding, but just they promote breastfeeding, they, they believe in breastfeeding, they want to normalize it. Um, it. It really spoke to them as just being as a breastfeeder supporter, as well as, I mean, my husband was actually one who sent me the link. He was like, you've got to read this. This is hilarious. And so I think it really spoke to everybody out there. Well, when you get ads like fast food on TV where you see a woman who's like licking barbecue sauce off her chest. I mean, <laughs> that's okay, but me feeding my child isn't. I, that's where the disconnect is kind of weird. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Elizabeth? Um, I was actually not at all surprised that it w- it came from a man. It seems like a lot of these stories that we hear of, unfortunately, are other women mm-hmm. pointing it out and, and thinking that it's inappropriate. And I don't know if these are women who themselves were uncomfortable breastfeeding or unable to breastfeed or how maybe they were shamed for doing it, or I don't know. But anyway, I I definitely appreciated the humorous aspect. And, um, you know, I've been on the side where I was uncomfortable watching someone breastfeed. When I was a teenager, I I went to my neighbor's house to babysit her daughter, and she wanted to feed her quick before she left. And she said, oh, do you mind? And I said, of course not. But I didn't really realize how the feeding was going to happen. And so I said, oh, and then I walked to the other side of the room so as to not see my neighbor's breast. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a perfect example of, like, I was uncomfortable. So what did I do? I you moved. moved. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't imagine saying to another person, like, I am uncomfortable. You stop what you're doing for breastfeeding. So, And I, I think my husband would have had a similar reaction that I did. If he was uncomfortable seeing someone else breastfeed, he would have walked away. And so I, yeah, he, he might not have written an article like this, but (laughs) he definitely, definitely would support any woman who is being harassed. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Michelle? I was, I was really grateful to see a man writing it for sure. I come from a, uh, 
a non-confrontational um, family and and approach to pretty much all things. The walk on eggshells, I'm brilliant at walking on eggshells. <laughs> so nursing in public, even as since becoming a lactation consultant, nursing in public is still challenging for me. My daughter's 18 months and still nursing and, and wants it when she wants it and points and yells and, <laughs> and makes more of a scene if I don't give it to her. So even just yesterday we were um, we were in Coronado, um, oddly enough, with an Amish couple. That's another story altogether. <laughs> but um, but we were uh, we were at a pizza place and, and she wanted it and we I hadn't seen her all day so you know, it's the first thing she goes to. So I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'll just bust them out. And, um, and I was with my father-in-law and my husband and my father-in-law, you know, was like, okay, well, we'll just, um, and he, his wife, my, my mother-in-law is a Lecce League leader and I mean, very pro breastfeeding, but you know, he's still my father-in-law, the yeah. relationship's different. So, um, I appreciated the way he was very supportive in his silence. He turned around and he just kind of waited. And, um, so it is fun. Like I said, it's usually the men in my family are pretty much silently supportive. Um, my husband obviously is is a little bit more uh, outspoken about it, but um, but seeing a man who is taking this subject and bringing it to his blog, and this is what he's focusing on today, and he's getting up in arms about it, it was very very special, and I'm highly highly grateful to uh, to men who take up arms for for women. Right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thanks, ladies. I appreciate your opinions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So today on The Boob Group, we're discussing breast milk storage and handling. Our expert, Michelle Million, is a registered nurse, as well as an IBCLC, an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant here in San Diego. So thanks for joining us, Michelle, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, Michelle, what are the parameters for how long breast milk can stay fresh, ranging from room temperature to deep freeze? And is this the same for full-term babies um, compared to preterm babies? Right. Well, first, before I get into how long it stays fresh, um, I want to stress that these numbers are referring to the freshness of milk only if it's been collected and handled properly. Um, to minimize contamination, it's very important to pump with clean hands and clean collection containers and clean pump parts. Um, but So don't go straight from sorting your money or snaking your shower drain to um, expressing your <laughs> breast milk without washing your hands. Uh, the parameters for, for full-term and preterm are a bit different. Um, starting with, with full-term, I'll give you sort of the ideal parameters along with the acceptable parameters, so it'll be kind of a number range. Um, they're consistently, these numbers are being tweaked often because we don't really know for sure when the safety cutoff is, but we know what um, what is safe. We don't necessarily know what's not safe, but we know what is safe. So. Uh, Fresh milk is good at room temperature up to 78 degrees. So this is San Diego room temperature um, for about four to eight, four to eight hours. So four being the ideal, eight being acceptable. In a warm room, 80 to 90, 90 degrees, it's about two to four hours. And if it's hotter than 90, then um, you get both your, you and your milk in the fridge. Um, refrigeration, yeah. refrigerated milk is good for three to eight days. Um, and if your parents want to take your newborn baby to the amusement park or something and they, and they want to take it in a well-insulated bag with ice packs, you can count on that milk for about 24 hours. Um, 
Frozen guidelines depend on the type of freezer. Your dad's old beer fridge in the garage with the <laughs> freezer compartment up in the corner is good for about two weeks. Um, a freezer with its own door is good for four to six months. And a deep freezer can keep milk safe from for about six to 12 months. Um, when storing milk in the fridge or freezer, do not store it in the door. Uh, place your milk in the back and the bottom where the temperature is least likely to fluctuate. And uh, since there are so many numbers in there, I'm going to tell you to to print out a cheat sheet and put it on your fridge because you're not going to remember because I had to look it up to remind myself. The guideline for preterm babies um, or any with a compromised immune system, uh, they have less tolerance for bacterial contamination. So you're going to be sticking with those ideal numbers. So the first number in those range, I was the ranges I was giving. So no more than four hours for fresh breast milk at room temperature, no more than three days, although some will say seven days um, in the fridge, no more than three months for frozen breast milk and no more than six months in your deep freezer. Um, and then the guidelines for thawed milk in the fridge is the same for both, which is about 24 hours after it completely thaws. Okay, meaning it's no more ice crystals whatsoever. Exactly. Okay, cool. Um, how can you tell that your expressed breast milk is still fresh? Are there signs that it's actually spoiled? Uh, it's pretty much the same way you do for your almond or coconut or cow's milk that you have in your fridge. Just smell it and taste it. And <laughs> it's fairly obvious. <laughs> right. And does everyone's expressed breast milk last the same amount of time or do some women's expressed breast milk store, um, spoil more quickly? Well, the variation in breast milk spoiling is usually in the handling and collections. It will change depending on how you express it, how you store it, and how you thaw it. Um, keep in mind that thawed milk smells a little different than fresh, so pay attention to the type of smell. If it's a gag-inducing rancid, um, or is it just soapy or metallic? Okay. Um, so ladies, how long, um, how long do you keep your expressed uh, breast milk in the fridge or freezer, and have you ever reheated it and it smelled kind of funky? How about you, Stacy? Um, we, we don't do a ton of bottles because lucky for me, I work at home, so I'm not away from my baby that often, but we make sure to give him a bottle from time to time to make sure that he will still take them. <laughs> and so we usually stash a little bit in the fridge and try to use it within the week just to make sure. And then, um, frozen, I donate my milk and so it doesn't last long in my freezer because it gets sent to other homes. Nice. <laughs> How about you, Marie? Well, um, I do work full-time, so we are doing bottles all day um, while I'm at work. And I asked my husband what his protocol is, and he does um, the bottles. He When he heats a bottle, he only has it out for about an hour and a half before he switches them um, to a new milk. But we do um, what I put in the fridge after about three days. If there's still leftovers in the fridge, I automatically move it to the freezer and cycle in newer milk. And I do donate a lot of my milk, so it goes into my freezer, um, my small... Uh, top of my fridge freezer for about a week or so and then I build up a supply in my mom's deep freeze in the bottom section she gave it to me but nice. generally that gets donated within a couple of weeks of having a bulk amount. Okay fantastic how about you Elizabeth? Um, I also work full-time and so my milk is almost never in the refrigerator for longer than 24 hours. Um, I pump at work and I keep my milk in a refrigerated cooler and I put that whole thing into a refrigerator itself so that my ice pack is still frozen at the end of the day while I'm traveling home and things like that. So I feel like that is reliably cold enough that it, that it can last. Um, and then the, my baby usually drinks it, whatever I pump that day, she usually drinks the next day. And if she doesn't, then I label that bottle as use first on the following day so that it, it's never longer than maybe 48 hours. On Fridays, I freeze that milk so that I'm cycling my, my frozen supply. And now that I'm kind of winding down my pumping, my freezer supply is sort of dwindling. And so I will take out a 
frozen milk the night before and I always instruct my caregivers to give the frozen milk at the beginning of the day so that if she ends up not drinking all the milk, what's left over is the fresh because that obviously, as you just heard, can last for a few days, whereas the frozen milk is only good for 24 hours after thawing. All right. Sounds good. Um, Michelle, what causes express breast milk to smell soapy or metallic? Uh, This particular smell can be attributed to excess lipase. Uh, Lipase is an enzyme in breast milk that breaks down fat and also assists in fighting bacteria. Uh, it's one of the reasons breast milk is easier on the digestive system, so it's it's a good thing. Lipase is a good thing. When it when it does its job a little bit too well, it can significantly alter the smell and taste of stored milk. So if a mom's noticing the smell in her milk after it's stored for a given length of time, she can try a few things. But if baby takes it, then she can carry on with no stress. Wonderful. And um, why does expressed breast milk in the freezer sometimes smell spoiled or even a little gross, even if it's only been in there for a few weeks? Um, Well, first I would want to ask if the smell is rancid or if it's just soapy or metallic. If it is soapy or metallic, then it could be excess lipase like we discussed. However, if it smells like rotten milk, um, then I would want to first investigate the handling and storage. Um, But there might be someone who's following all the guidelines perfectly. They wash their hands and their pump parts, and they um, immediately put their milk in the freezer in the very back on the bottom, um, which is right on top of that trout carcass that they caught last fishing (laughs) trip. Um, The freezer smells can sneak into cracks and openings in your breast milk containers or bags. So uh, that person might benefit from switching to twist top hard containers as opposed to the bags that might leak a bit. Um, there also might be some variation in some and how well some one person's breast milk stores compared to another based on fat content and enzymes and other properties. But most often if you're dealing with truly spoiled milk, um, you're going to want to address the problem of, of uh, using different containers to see if it is smells and, and tastes from your from your freezer or um, examining your collection and storage techniques. Okay, oh, that's great advice. Um, and a very popular question on our Facebook page was, can you reuse express breast milk in a bottle if baby has only finished part of it? And if you can, how soon do you have to use it? When does the clock start ticking? Do you refrigerate it in between feeding? So many questions about this because no one <laughs> wants to throw away <laughs> breast milk. It's just like the worst thing ever to pour that down the drain. Absolutely. So what are the parameters around this? Um, there's some variation in the lactation community on this topic. Uh, many re- resources will tell you to discard it immediately. But if you're someone dealing with low supply or like me, you have a hard time pumping as much as your baby consumes while you're gone, uh, then the mantra of when in doubt, throw it out isn't good enough. So um, here are some options and and information, and I'll kind of leave it up to you. If you're thinking about reusing a bottle of breast milk that's already been given to your full-term healthy baby, and I want to add that I recommend avoiding this for babies younger than a month, because your breast milk is pretty much the entirety of their immune system under a month, um, then consider, consider uh, consider this information. It comes straight from the Kelly Mom article reusing express breast milk because it's very detailed (laughs) information. Um, So breast milk fights bacteria. Fresh breast milk is the best at fighting bacteria, followed by refrigerated and then frozen and thawed. Uh, The longer it's been frozen, the less fight it has. So consider the technique of handling, storage, and preparation because that will definitely affect the amount of bacteria present in the milk at first. Um, The clock begins when the bottle enters the baby's mouth. Uh, some resources will say that you're safe if you want to put it back in the fridge because little Miss Diva baby isn't ready right now uh, and be sure to use it within one or two hours and some sources will even say up to four. If you are if you are that mama who thinks that reusing breast milk is the only way to avoid not having enough to feed your baby while you're away, then I highly encourage you to read that article for um, more detailed information on the Kelly Mom and I think you have it as one of your resources. Um, I will say that breast milk is pretty amazing at staying safe for babies and most guidelines are likely to be conservative for the average healthy baby. 
baby. Um, I wouldn't make a habit of stretching them out too much or too often, and I certainly don't recommend stretching those guidelines for your hospitalized baby. And yeah, the Kelly mom, I remember looking at it. There are like four different research articles that some of them say an hour, some of them say four, one of them says up to 24 hours. And I remember attending a conference a couple years ago and they were saying, no one's actually really looked at when does this mean you absolutely have to throw it away. And so because like you said, breast milk is so amazing. I mean, it's alive. And so definitely the Kelly mom article is a great one to look at. But I, I I think you did a great job outlining that as well, um, because it really does come down to, uh, is it fresh? Is it right. in the fridge? Is it frozen? And it's kind of case by case. Yeah, absolutely. So know your, know your info and then kind of gauge. Sounds And smell it. And smell it. That's <laughs> a very good point. And smell it. Perfect. All right. Well, Michelle, Cindy posted on our Facebook page, what's the real story between shaking versus swirling expressed breast milk? And it seems really implausible that shaking destroys my milk. And she's very right that it doesn't destroy it entirely. Um, Shaking the milk doesn't mean that you've turned your miracle substance into something inedible. Uh, But remember that your breast milk is alive and we shouldn't shake living things. Uh, This is a good good principle in general. Um, Shaking will will break up the perfectly formed proteins. These proteins work best as a chain, although the individual bits are still quite useful on their own and still kicks formulas but any day of the week. Um, There are also many living cells in the milk and shaking them kind of leaves them battered and bruised. So swirling is much nicer. The proteins and cells can go for a nice little ride around the whirlpool, but they won't get repeatedly shoved up against the sides of the container. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Well, when we come back, we will discuss with Michelle and our panelists um, breast milk storage and transportation. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Well, welcome back to the show. We are here with Michelle Millian, an RN and an International Board Certified Lactation Consultant in San Diego. And we are talking about breast milk storage and handling. So, Michelle, Stephanie posted this question on our Facebook page. After moving express breast milk from the freezer to the fridge to defrost, how soon do I have to use it? Uh, 24 hours from when it's completely thawed. So again, that's that's when there are, are no more ice crystals in there. That's usually about 12 hours in the fridge, kind of overnight, um, is when you stop seeing those ice crystals. Okay, and what tips do you have for saving and storing expressed milk at work? Um, well, people can kind of get weirded out when they see your breast milk next to their sandwich. Um, <laughs> although if they knew any better, they would ask you to put it in their coffees for like a little immunity boost. <laughs> um, but uh, I would put it in the back of the fridge where, again, which is best practice anyways, because that's where the temperature doesn't fluctuate. And then, um, like uh, Elizabeth mentioned, the non-transparent bag. Um, so if you have your little your little insulation bag, uh, you can kind of put that in the back and then people won't have to be staring at your breast milk and be weirded out. They don't usually ask what's in the breastfeeding woman's bag in the <laughs> fridge. Um, another t- tip is to uh, to kind of attempt to minimize handling by pumping straight into the container that you plan to store your milk in so you don't have to pour and then you can just close it up and be done. 
manner too. All right, fantastic. Um, ladies, so we have pumping moms, even though, Stacy, I know you, you work at home, but you obviously pump as well. Um, how do you save and transport your express breast milk from home, and what are you saving in, even if you're not transporting it too much? Um, Elizabeth, we'll start with you. Um, well, I use the little cooler that came with my pump, and I pump directly into the bottles. And then now that I'm making a little bit less milk, I do pour them together. And so then that whole bottle is what I'll give my baby the next day. I try to avoid pouring any in later. And I definitely don't add warm breast milk to already cold breast milk because I feel like that would change the amount of time. I also, you know, with the guidelines that we were given, I think it's important to note that if it's already been at room temperature for four hours, then I don't think it's still going to last for seven hours in the fridge and if it's or for seven days in the fridge. And if it's already been in the fridge for seven days, I don't think it's going to last for the full six months in the freezer. And so I try to pay attention to that. If I'm not able to store my milk in a refrigerator, so if it's just in the cooler all day, then I make a note when I put it in the fridge or in the freezer just to say that it was at room temperature for a while or something so that I use that I I put it at at the front of the the stash instead of the back okay cool how about you Marie um I actually lost the bag that came with my pump (laughs) between kids so I have an insulated tiny bag that I every morning I put several ice packs in and I do pour into bags after I pump because I donate my milk gets split between my child and another child um, and I combine the bottles. I found one brand of bags that holds a lot, so I'm able to put about seven to eight ounces in a bag at a time and sandwich it between two ice packs. I do leave it in my pumping room just because the pumping room and the kitchen are really far away from each other at my office. Um, and when I take it home, it immediately either goes in the fridge or the freezer, depending on how much I have in the fridge. I try and cycle the newer stuff into the fridge for my daughter to use. And anything that's been in the fridge for more than two days, I try to freeze that to go to my donor baby. And I find that it doesn't make really a big difference if it's been in the fridge a couple days first or if it went directly in the freezer. And my husband uses fresh only when he has our daughter so I'm not certain with the frozen stuff I I'm certain my recipient mom knows what she's doing (laughs) Uh, Stacy how about you well I I'm lucky again that I I work at home so I do have my setup kind of permanently in my office at home I just have to make sure I lock out my cats instead of my coworkers. (laughs) your coworkers probably hopefully don't chew on your pump (laughs) but um like my cats do but um I do um the challenge of pumping at home for me is because I do have an oversupply and I have so much milk to deal with and I pump twice a day that um I have to make sure that either my husband is home so I have enough time to put my milk away way so it's not sitting out for a long time in our unair conditioned house right now in the summer and um, also to make it really easy for the moms that I donate to so that I make sure I date everything I you know I do because I pump so much I it's hard for me to pump directly into the bags because they fill up so fast so making sure that I date everything clearly to make sure that I save everything that I'm very clean to make so that I'm giving it to these other babies who luckily are healthy and aren't generally aren't preterm but just to make it as convenient for those moms as possible who already have enough problems with an undersupply so um the other thing I wanted to mention is like I said my baby was in daycare full-time and so to bring the milk to daycare we actually used like a picnic cooler and put in a ridiculous number of ice packs so that if there was milk left over at the end of the day, we were bringing it home in what was 
leftover of the ice packs. Um, the daycare we were at originally was a, a big center daycare, and so they had really strict rules that if it had been heated up, that it had to be used within an hour, and we couldn't leave any milk there, so I had to put exactly the amount in the bottles that I thought she was going to drink. Um, and so it was really stressful for me, and I, I did print out a lot of those Kelly Mom articles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we bring this cooler full of ice packs with the milk in the morning, and then if there was milk at the end of the day, bring it home again in that same cooler full of ice so it's never just sitting in the hot car. That's a good tip, for especially for families who are in larger daycare situations. That's and we were fortunate tip. that our daycare allowed us to leave this huge you know, huge, this picnic <laughs> cooler full of ice packs um, that's so at the facility. That's such a great idea. Um, Michelle, what are some ways that moms can store their milk in the fridge and the freezer? We've mentioned some um, bottles that have tops on them. We've mentioned some bags. Are there any additional things? There's, um, yeah, I mean, you can kind of use, if anything has a good uh, twist-on cap, you can pretty much use that. Like as long mason as, jars? As, yeah, as long as you are, are confident in, your, in the cleanliness of them. Um, and I would recommend things that, as far as, you know, Ziploc bags, the, uh, those kind of leak a little bit too much because they only have the one um, seal top. Usually, if you see the breast milk ones, have two, so sorry, the <laughs> two separate um uh, what are those called? The little, little zipper, 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 zipper things, things at the top. Little yep. zipper things. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a couple different ways you can do it. And if you do choose the um, the breast milk storage bags, they, they can affect your uh, the y- the fat content in your milk. Sometimes it can bind a little bit to soft plastic. So there are, there are considerations as far as what you choose to um, store your breast milk in. Um, but in general, if you do go for the soft plastic, I would say double bag is always a good idea because that will, um, will minimize sort of your breaks and your leaks. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about storing chick. I used to store chicken broth in <laughs> Ziploc bags and in my freezer. And every time I would defrost them, you'd think I would learn. I'd leave it on the counter and I'd come home and the entire counter was mm-hmm. covered in chicken broth because the little shards of ice nicked the yep. bag and it went all over the place. So I know those breast milk storage ones are thicker. It still happens. But, but it can still <laughs> you happen. You don't double bag that is, sure. Oh my goodness. But, um, and then I've heard also about these little trays that you can also sell, save them in one ounce um, little increments that have a cover on top too. So, um, which can be really cool as well. Um, Michelle, how important is it to sterilize your pump pieces beyond the first time you've used them? Well, the warm soapy water or a dishwasher should be sufficient. Um, However, if you're having milk spoiling early problems or if you're instructed to do so for special considerations for you or your baby, then go ahead and sterilize um, after the first use. Uh, It's certainly not the wrong thing to do. Uh, When my son was a baby, I had to use my pump while I worked in the hospital as a nurse. And you can bet I sterilized those pump parts a little bit more (laughs) often uh, because hospital bacteria is gross. (laughs) But but in general, hot soapy water and a good rinse and and a, a good dry should be sufficient for most. Okay, ladies, how do you clean your pump pieces? Stacy? what do you do? I do hot soapy water. Again, I pump twice a day. Um, so I, I did learn a trick that's really sneaky is that, again, I do kind of very carefully hand wash and everything because I'm giving these away. But um, that I do, if I fill up half a bottle, I keep the, the flange on and stick everything in the fridge. And then as long as I pump again within 12 hours, which I have to, then it's, it's still pretty good. So um, then I, I boil everything about probably once a week. Okay, cool. How about you, Murray? Everything down, and I keep the between the flange and the bottle. There's that little valve piece. I throw that in with the freezer parts because it's hard to get inside that clean. Um, and I do leave my pump stuff at work, and I 
on the weekends I run it all through the dishwasher but I give it a good wipe down each time I use it and I pump two to three times a day at work okay cool how about you Elizabeth um, when I'm at work depending on where I am some of my lactation rooms have a mini fridge there if that's the case I put all my pump parts in the refrigerator also um, and I'm only pumping like twice a day now uh, if I'm using a lactation room that doesn't have its own fridge, then I just rinse out my pump with hot water. And at the end of the day, when I get home and getting everything all put away, I turn on hot, hot, hot water and let all my pump parts and whatever bottles are dirty soak for hours. Mm -hmm. And I don't scrub it until after the baby's already put to bed. So it's been soaking in hot, soapy water for for a long time and then I scrub everything with the with a brush and I sterilize kind of when I get around to it not very often um, if I have seen the cats sitting <laughs> by the dryer um, by the drying rack thing then then I am inclined to sterilize <laughs> but um, for the most part you know I I leave it out to dry and then I pack it back up so it's it's not cat accessible for too long <laughs> nice um, Michelle what are your tips for warming breast milk well, the first, the, the one in bold is never microwave. And I think most people have heard this, but please don't ever microwave your breast milk. Um, it is uh, also really heating over the stovetop, like over an open flame, probably not a good idea either. Stick with your, uh, stick with, with running cool and then, um, or warm water over it. You can just pour it, run it over the bag or, or you can submerge things in warm water. Um, but basically plan ahead, uh, waiting to thaw frozen breast milk feels like forever if the baby's screaming at you while they're hungry. Uh, if baby needs to eat the milk the next day, then try and thaw it overnight in the fridge. Uh, and if you don't want to primarily use plastic bags, uh, then maybe just have a couple of them lying flat frozen in your freezer just in case there are unplanned situations where you do need to freeze it quickly um, just because it does freeze a little or it thaws a little bit more quickly when it's when, when it's, it's flat. frozen flat. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And can you combine express breast milk from different days um, into the same bottle or cup? Yes, you definitely can. Um, you can you can just make sure that if you are this is, if this is for storage, um, then you're marking the date of the oldest express breast milk. Um, there's some debate also, and Elizabeth, you had mentioned it about mixing um, fresh milk with frozen milk. Mm -hmm. um, they haven't exactly proven that it's a problem. Um, the the idea is that it it could thaw your frozen milk a bit, um, but best practice is to probably mix similar temperatures. Yeah, so once they've both been warmed up, then combine them then. Mm -hmm. Or if they're coming from, like you had said, um, Elizabeth, and I did the same thing. I would pump into bottles when I was at work, and then I'd come home and I'd pour them into different bags, depending on how much my child was taking at that time. So different pumping, but pumped on the same day. And they were still both cold because they were in the same bag together. So cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, and to our panelists for sharing this incredibly valuable information about breast milk storage and handling. It was so nice to have you on the show. Nice. Great. And um, for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Michelle will discuss what you can do with expired breast milk. For more information about the Boob Group Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hi, Boob Group. This is Julie from Kansas, and I want to send the most heartfelt thank you to all of the effort that you put into the Boob Group. I'm beyond proud to say that I'm only a few days away from breastfeeding my sweet boy for an entire year. There have been many, and I repeat many, challenges and road bumps along the way, such as low milk supply, going back to work, and high lipase. Many days where I didn't know if I'd make it. But thanks to the boob group and the amazing information that you've provided, I've been able to be a working, pumping, and breastfeeding mom for almost a year. I wouldn't have made it without the boob group. You guys are the best. And also, I'm pretty sure my son knows your voices from listening to you in the car all the time. Have a great day, boob group, and thank you so much for all you do. This wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to the boob group. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, and our show Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Newborns, Infants, and Toddlers. Thanks for listening to the boob group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.